G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie interviews the inspiring author and speaker, Joni Erickson Tata. Greg, I don't want to be, quote, least in the kingdom of heaven, and I do not want to diminish my eternal estate. I want to build toward it, lay up treasures in heaven about it, because I want to experience the fullest that I possibly can of joy and worship and service in heaven. But it all is linked to the degree that we trust and obey God down here on earth. This is the day when the lost are found. you've joined us today for a very special edition of A New Beginning. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie speaks with Joni Erickson Tata, Christian author, speaker, and the host of her own radio program. A quadriplegic for more than 50 years, she offers unique encouragement on finding hope in difficult circumstances. Whatever your life is like right now, smooth sailing or the worst time of your life, you'll find good reassurance about the care and promises of our God. I wanted to talk about a subject that you've written a book on, and uh, I wrote a book on it. My book isn't as good as your book on the topic, but we both love the subject, heaven. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, yeah. and, and you know, so in your book uh, called Heaven, Your Real Home, uh, you write this. I love this. Just 30 seconds in heaven will atone for all the heartache and hardship you went through. Probably just a second or two you'll Look out in your rearview mirror and you'll see earth like a half-forgotten dream and suddenly you will be home. I love that. Earth a half-forgotten dream and suddenly you will be home. You know, Johnny, when you get to heaven, you believe your questions will be answered and what do you think it will be like? And I'm sure you've thought about this. The moment you enter heaven and see heaven for the first time, have you ever just, you know, you have such a vivid imagination, you're an artist, you speak so eloquently and write. Just what do you think it will be like when you first enter heaven? Okay, do you know, do you know the Castaway, the movie Castaways? Yep. Y'all, have y'all seen that movie Castaway, Tom Hanks? Oh yeah. The Cast- theme yeah. music. Yeah. When I hear the theme music play mm-hmm. to the Castaways, this is going to sound silly. I can see the pearly gates slowly open. Huh. I can see my dead form rise. Mm. I can feel the strength of resurrected legs mm. holding up my glorified body. Mm. And I take gentle steps into heaven. You got to go find the theme music to cast yeah. away and listen to it because it is awesome. And that, that's what I, that's what I mm-hmm. sense. It's like this marvelous sense of wonder. And Greg, just earlier today, I was reading Philippians 3.20. Mm-hmm. We are citizens of that place, right. citizens of heaven. And we eagerly expect a Savior from there. Not just expect a Savior. Yeah. 
We eagerly, yeah. e- I love that adverb, mm-hmm. eagerly expect a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ, who has brought everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies right. to be like his glorious body. Mm-hmm. But please don't be thinking, Greg, that I am most looking forward to the body mm-hmm. that works. I'm looking forward to the glorified heart. Mm-hmm. I want a heart that no longer tries to twist the truth. I want a heart that doesn't hog the spotlight. I want a heart that doesn't always want to try to get its way. I want a heart that is quick to give credit to others. I want a heart that is not anxious or fearful about the future. I want a heart that trusts God and is instant in obedience and absolute in its trust. That's what I want. I want a glorified heart. So every single morning, as I like to say, I get actively engaged in my own sanctification. Mm-hmm. Oh God, like I said earlier, I don't want to be the Johnny I was yesterday. Yeah. Tell them what sanctification means. Sancti- okay, you're the theologian. Well, I'm asking you. I like, the, I like the way you say it better than I do. Oh, gee. If you say it, it'll be eloquent. If I say it, it'll, they'll fall asleep. Well, okay. <laughs> well, when we come to Christ, we're justified, right? Yes. We're justified. It's, it's a one-time event. Yeah, the, 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 the gavel is banged. And, and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Sure. But it's a little like Congress passing the Clean Water Act. <laughs> because the next day, you can't go out to the Los Angeles River and drink clean water, right? That's right. It's going to take a long time mm-hmm. for that Clean Water Act to kick into gear yeah. and make the Los Angeles River flow, flow sweetly so that you can drink from it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's sanctification as, as colloquially as I can explain it. Yeah. It's, it's then taking that justification, we're justified before God, thank you Jesus, and then we work it out. Work out your salvation yeah. with fear and trembling, right. the Holy Spirit tells us. Make your calling and election sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have doubts about your salvation? Start obeying God. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know where to start obeying God, how about... Um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, which says, do everything without complaining. There you go. That's That's a a good place to obey. That's a start. You can start living the will of God Mm -hmm. tomorrow morning by purposing to go through the day, in fact, the rest of your life, without complaining. And as you do, you will have obeyed, and God will transform your, your life. You'll change. You won't be the same Mary or Joe or Bob you were yesterday. You'll be a different person. And it relates to heaven. Yes. Because, as Jonathan Edward once said, every day you and I have an opportunity to stretch our soul's capacity for heaven because everything we do down here on earth has a direct bearing on our capacity for joy and worship and service in heaven. Hmm. I don't want to be, quote, least in the kingdom of heaven. The Bible talks about people who will be, quote, least in the kingdom of heaven. I don't want to be there. And I do not want to diminish my eternal estate. I want to build toward it, lay up treasures in heaven about it, because I want to experience the fullest that I possibly can of joy and worship and service in heaven. But it all is linked. It all depends to the degree that we trust and obey God Mm -hmm. down here on earth. So don't risk it. Don't jeopardize it. Trust and obey, and in so doing, increase your capacity for joy and worship and service in heaven, which in turn means you can cast more crowns at Jesus' feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thanks for joining us today. This is A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. And today he's speaking with Christian author and speaker Joni Erickson Tata in one of our most requested presentations of the past year. It's called Don't Waste Your Pain. Let's continue. Let me do kind of a lightning round. The, this little bit from the sublime to the ridiculous now. These are just real simple questions. Like Johnny Erickson Tata, what is your favorite color? I love blue. That's my favorite color. Really? Favorite food. We talked about food in the back room. What is your, you know, is it like Mexican, Italian? Oh, Do you like no. sushi? What do you like? I lo- well, I love sushi. Yeah. Love sushi, yeah. I love sashimi. Um, yeah. Because I'm from Maryland. And so, you know, I like oyster stew and all that good oh, yeah. stuff. I love my mother's crab cakes. Oh, yeah. Crab cakes are good. I love them. My wife loves crab cakes, too. So what, what makes you laugh? My husband. <laughs> girls, uh, the girls who get me up in the morning, they're all nodding their heads over there. I mean, he comes into the, sometimes he's wearing the minion eyes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes he does this. Very silly impression of uh, Dr. Yamaguchi. Wow. But you know, he's Asian, so he can get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> but my husband really makes me laugh. He's, a, he's a, got a great sense of humor. So what makes you sad? A wasted life. Mm. Yes. I know some people who, uh, who are wasting their lives, and they have so much. Mm. So much to be thankful for, so many material blessings, but they've either turned away from God and are not believers, not followers of Jesus, or they are followers of Jesus, but they've chosen a carnal path. And you know, I'm of the persuasion of Hebrews chapter 12. I'll tell you, Greg, when I was in high school, I named Christ as my savior. I accepted Jesus at a Young Life weekend retreat. And I was involved in a Bible study and, and doing great things. But on Friday night, in the backseat of my boyfriend's car, it was another story. Yeah. And so I felt terribly guilty. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. But then, what do you know, I confessed my sins on Sunday morning. And next Friday night, it would be a repeat of the same old thing. Until I had dug myself into slavery. And it was impossible to break free of sexual sin. Couldn't do it. And so in April of 1967, after a sordid date with my boyfriend, I came home one Friday night, threw myself into bed, sobbed into my pillow, oh God, I'm going to go away to college in just a couple of weeks and I know, I just know what I'm going to do there because my boyfriend's going to the same college and I'm going to make a mess of stuff. I, I'm such a hypocrite. I don't want to be, though. Please, Jesus, do something in my life to turn it around. And then I broke my neck three months later. Was God dealing harshly with me? I thought so in the beginning. I mean, I, I was outraged that God could take a prayer so seriously. You know, why, did you, why did you take that prayer so seriously? And, you know, I spat things out at him like, okay, if that's where you want to be, I'm never going to trust you with another one of my prayers again. That's it. And, you know, I, I just, I, but I realized what I was doing is digging myself into another cycle of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Bitterness. And there's nothing worse than a bitter spirit. So I can look back and see that my diving accident 
and you may disagree with me, you may think it makes God look harsh, but I believe it was an example of Hebrews chapter 12. A father loves the child that he disciplines. If the child is not disciplined, if a wayward, rebellious child who names his father as his father is, is being disobedient and unruly and rebellious and stiff-necked and stubborn, a loving father will reproof and correct that child and bring about discipline. That doesn't mean that God is punishing us. Mm-hmm. It's not retribution, like throw her in jail and see how that feels. So there, slam the door, throw away the keys. No, mm-hmm. no. But it, it, it is punishment, quote, punishment in the sense of discipline and restoration. Yeah. Not retribution, but restoration. Yeah. God restored me through this accident. And oh my goodness. I often, I, I often um, at least about three or four times a week, I'll be sitting at work or I'll be in my house and Ken will be just so you know, wonderfully supportive. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, actually I'm praying, Jesus, oh Jesus, thank you for allowing my broken neck. Man, you were such a wise God. Hmm. I didn't like it at the time, but you were so good and so wise. Look what you have done. You brought such peace into my heart and set me free of sin. Bless you. And it's just a constant wellspring of praise to my Savior because of what he's done in my life. God is bending over backward to bring you home. So I would just encourage you, look at the cross of Calvary and see a Savior who has rescued you already from your sins. All you need to do is trust him in it. And believe him for it. And invite his Holy Spirit to sit on the throne of your heart as you confess your sin and say, Jesus, I don't want to follow my old way of doing things. I don't want to be the stiff-necked, stubborn person that my husband knows I am. And not for me. I want to change. I want you to change me. Give me new life in you. And then give me the power to wake up tomorrow morning trusting you in a fresh new way. And uh, you'll be on your way home Amen. when you put your hand in the hand of Christ. Amen. Let's thank Johnny Erickson Carter for being here tonight. God bless you, Johnny. Wow. Just incredible. Wasn't that amazing? Well, I'm just so blessed to be able to sit there and talk with her. And I I thought we would close with a prayer. And I would like to extend that invitation for you to believe in Jesus. You know, there some of you have never made that commitment to Christ. I thought it was very interesting and very candid what Johnny shared uh, about when she was a young girl. I've never heard her tell that story before. And the struggles she was having with promiscuity uh, and immorality and and you know, just yeah, that's the story of some young kid here tonight, a young man, a young woman. And then there's somebody else that is dealing with other problems in life. And whatever it is, the answer is Jesus. So if you're not sure if Christ is in your heart right now, if you don't have the confidence that you'll go to heaven when you die, if you want this relationship with the Lord like Johnny has and people around you have, I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now where you can ask Christ to forgive you of all of your sin. No matter what you've done, He'll forgive you. But you have to be sorry for that sin. 
You have to turn from that sin and you need to ask him to come into your life. And he'll do it. Because Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. And he can be with you and he can be in you tonight. And he's just a prayer away. So we're gonna close in prayer. And let me invite you to believe or for some of you maybe to make a recommitment to Christ if you need to tonight. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for this night and thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. And Lord Jesus, thank you for coming. You were born in the manger and you lived a perfect life and then you died that perfect death and you absorbed the wrath of the Father in our place and then you rose again from the dead and you stand ready to come into any human heart. And I pray for those that don't know you that they will come to you now. Amen. That's Pastor Greg Laurie closing his message with an important prayer. And if you'd like to make a change in your relationship with the Lord today, Pastor Greg would love to help you do that right now. You know, I, I receive so many letters from people from every walk of life, from successful businessmen to those who are incarcerated, to mothers struggling as they're trying to raise their children, to young boys and girls writing and saying they've made a commitment or a recommitment to Jesus. And maybe you need to make that commitment to him right now. Let me lead you in a word of prayer. Yes, you can meet God right now. And I would just ask you to pray this prayer out loud after me. And this is where you are asking Christ to come into your life. Pray with me now, if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've broken your commandments and I've fallen short of your standards. But I thank you that you have loved me and you have called me to yourself. So I turn from my sin right now and I choose to believe in and follow you. Be my Savior be my Lord, and be my God from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and loving me and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, let me just say, God bless you. You've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. Thanks, Pastor Greg. We'd love to follow up with you by sending something called our New Believers Growth Packet to help you get started living as a Christian. We'll send it without charge if you've prayed for the very first time to receive Christ today. Just contact us and ask for the New Believers Growth Packet. Call 1-800-00-5011. And by the way, please keep today's guest Joni in prayer. As many may know, she found out that her cancer had returned late last year. She had successful surgery but continues to undergo treatment. And I know she and husband Ken would appreciate your prayers. Well, next time, Pastor Greg continues our series on the top 10 most requested messages of the past year with a message called God's Plan for Sex and Marriage. Join us same time tomorrow. Now, for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Don't Waste Your Pain. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.